Screenless. Emily Dolan Davis, a.k.a. Emily Drums. Yay! Touring and remote <laughs> recording drummer. Welcome to Creative Cuppa. Thank you so much for having me. I noticed you have a cuppa. I do. I'm on brand. It's, what are you drinking today? It's black coffee in my uh, my neighbour Totoro mug, which is my favourite mug ever. It's a it's a Japanese animated film by a guy called uh, Miyazaki, who is my favourite animator director in the world. Wow. Okay. That's, that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So I've heard from other interviews that you've done that you started drumming around the age of 11. That's correct. Around yeah. that. And uh, and by 14, you were just on a mission yeah. to get going. <laughs> yeah. uh, at what point did you think drumming as a career would be possible? Well, I think so from picking up the sticks, I fell completely in love. And I think it just gradually came about because I grew up in quite a creative family. And my dad uh, has always been in like the TV world, TV and film world, mainly animation and all of that. So I was very much brought up with this thing of, of both of my parents saying to both me and my sister, if you can find something that you love doing and find a way to make a living, then that's it. You've won at life. So I'd already fallen in love with with drumming at age 11 um, and by 14 it was just this realization of like I found this thing and now I think it took me basically three years to pluck up the courage to go okay I'm gonna commit to doing this I want to do this for my career because obviously it's quite a it's quite a jump to go from I really enjoy doing this thing to no no this is going to be my life. So I think 14, and I think a lot of people at 14, 15, around that age, it's an awkward time. It's horrible, you know, hormones and school and friends. And, you know, I discovered boys at that time and it was all just a bit of a mess. But I knew that if I could concentrate on this one thing, whenever I did, everything made sense and everything was fine. And I just thought, well, that kind of makes sense and I just made the decision at 14 I remember it I was walking home from school I must have had an awful day and I was just like I'm doing this that's it I'm done (laughs) yeah that's amazing though as a 14 year old I mean I you know hundreds of years ago when I was 14 (laughs) it was um you know the difference between saying yes I'm going to do it and actually realizing what's involved and and as you get older as well and and mature and and still having that same dream that's quite something yeah well it's it's funny that you say that because it was that decision of right right I'm gonna do it but then it was like I don't actually know how (laughs) but I'm gonna find a way and I mean at the time I was going to a lot of drum clinics and drum shows and things like that but at that point I just upped my game it was like going to as many different shows that I could gigs and you know just meeting people asking other musicians you know I would get in touch with them like email I would email them and ask for their advice and it, it just became I mean drums was already the obsession but the career became the new obsession and it, yeah. it just wasn't an option it wasn't like can I do this it was like no I just need to find a way how because I'm seeing other people doing it so why can't I quite quite yeah. and it seems to be a, a common theme doesn't it uh, amongst creative people say yes first figure out how to do it afterwards <laughs> that's basically <laughs> what my career has been based on <laughs> yeah. and it's terrifying yeah. most of the time <laughs> but as creative people we're well equipped to do that absolutely I, I think um, I, I completely agree 
Yeah. So you've worked with artists like Brian Ferry, The Darkness, Kim Wilde, Howard Jones. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favourite style to play or do you prefer the variety? I, I've i always thrived on variety. I don't know what it is. The only thing that definitely, like the only theme that runs throughout all of the artists that I work with, and whether that's touring or recording, whether they're sort of like really well-known artists like Brian or The Darkness or whether they're sort of like independent artists or new artists, the thing that always drives me and the thing that I was focused on is a good song like that is the crux of why I play the drums it had I mean I have loved yeah. songs since before I picked up the sticks and it's funny how that same thing has just carried me throughout my career and will continue to because you cannot beat a good song <laughs> yeah very much so very much so. and I suppose it's the same with film and animation and all those those things with story exactly you know if it's not a good story you can have the best made program in the world can't you but it's still not going to yeah, the, uh, very good. I think that that's what frustrates me with a lot of modern film. It's more about the CGI. It's about the visuals, which are spectacular, but yeah. the story lets it down. And to me, that is the foundation. You need to tell a good story. And it's the same in yeah. music. Uh, yeah, I saw some photos of you touring with Kim Wilde. What was that like? Oh, it's been amazing. It is amazing. It's so good. So I started working with her in 2018 and we were meant to be on tour right now, actually. But honestly, oh. current circumstances, you know, we were meant to have a whole year's worth of touring. This year was going to be very busy with Kim and obviously it all changed around January sort of time. Um, but that's all been shifted to next year. So fingers crossed yeah. that will still be happening. Still but, got it to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. But honestly, it's, it's just such a laugh on stage and off stage, to be honest. I mean, I know that she's technically a pop artist, but the show is a full on rock show. I mean, it is people running around on stage and just high energy and performance. And then you've got the great songs to go with it. And well, I was going to say that what you're saying about the great songs that I mean, she's just got tons of them. I mean, it's literally a whole like <laughs> two hour set of hits. And you're just like, this is unreal. And her her audiences are amazing. Her fans are so die hard and just know the lyrics to all of them even if they're like obscure b-sides they're there singing every word and oh it's just it's so much fun I just can't express <laughs> <laughs> but you get to the end of a tour and think you're just finished oh yeah you have yeah. to go to bed for a week or something oh absolutely yeah it's, it's literally <laughs> like you give everything and it's a weird thing being on tour because it's you know you, you get into this routine and, and you just get on with it and you don't realise how tired you are and the, the sort of adrenaline rushes and then you're knackered the next day and then you get through the next show with another adrenaline rush and you're eating weird and you know it's just all these factors and then you finally get home and it's like oh my gosh I'm exhausted yeah. I'm absolutely exhausted running on adrenaline yeah basically so uh, for anyone who's seen your education YouTube and podcast series A Drummer's Guide to uh, you seem to be really keen to provide information and lessons from your experiences to people starting in the industry all with bucket loads of enthusiasm, which is great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Can you tell me a bit more about that? What you know, what inspired you to do that? Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. So uh, basically, going back to when I was fourteen, I guess it was. It sort of spawned from that moment of going, okay, I want to do this thing. I don't know anyone <laughs> to ask <laughs> yeah. how to do it. And I distinctly remember going to this drum clinic uh, for this drummer called Mark Mondesir. And I was so terrified of asking him any questions because I was so shy and, and like painfully shy, which is probably quite hard to believe now. <laughs> and uh, I just thought, you know what, I want to do something for 
the 14-year-old me and any other 14, 15, even, you know, 20, 30, whatever year olds. Yeah. That, getting into the industry, I suppose. Isn't exactly. It? Just to yeah. like lift up that veil a little bit and go, OK, this is actually what it's like. OK, this is what you actually need to know. This is how I've done it. And maybe you could do it too. It's never going, you know, you should do this. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. this is how I did it. And it worked. So if it yeah. works for you, then that's brilliant. And the more that I did it, the more I realised how little things were being talked about when it came away from the playing because the reality is when you're a session musician especially if you're a touring session musician the playing is actually only about 10% of the job the 90% of the job is sort of the hanging out it's the the sort of like it's, it's all the personal side of stuff the personable yeah. side side of stuff and just surviving and you know surviving things like exhaustion on the road and making that work for you and, and making sure you have contingency time after tours to make sure you do recover and you know there's all these things these elements that go into it that people just don't talk about and especially in this sort of Instagram culture where all you really see are these amazing pictures and amazing videos and look how great my life is, <laughs> which is wonderful and I'm yeah. not knocking it at all, but I think there needs to be that balance of like, that is amazing, okay, but let's talk about the things that aren't that amazing that do just come as part of the job and this is how I choose to deal with them and even if it's just as simple as letting someone know that they're not alone in feeling the way that they're feeling if they're feeling bad about something and they're like I shouldn't be feeling like this and it's like no it's do you know what it's completely natural I felt like that I went through this I failed at that but look I'm here and I'm doing it so if I yeah. can do it you can do it so that's kind of the ethos of the whole of the A Drummer's Guide to series as it were and it's an that's, ongoing thing that's fantastic <laughs> Fantastic. Thank You're you. also launching something new. Yes. Tell I'm, me about that. I'm so excited. So <laughs> <laughs> You do look really excited. Oh, I can't even. So <laughs> at the beginning of uh, this year, obviously, it was awful. This whole COVID thing came about and had a lot of work uh, cancelled, as did all of my musician friends, obviously. And a lot of people have been turning to uh, either offering online uh, lessons or online remote recording. Now, I've been doing remote recording for the last five years. I think it's one of the most phenomenal spaces to be in for many reasons and I just want more people to be in it and in my head about a year ago I was like I would love to put together a course that could teach kind of the business side of running a remote recording studio because as musicians we're great at being creative but when it comes to at least for me I know for me when it comes to like logical systems and things like that and, and knowing how to get clients and you know all that mm. sort of stuff it it freaked me out. When I started emilydrums.com, I literally didn't know anything. I was like, okay, I'll work it out. And I sort of did loads of stuff wrong and it took ages and, you know, all this sort of stuff. And I just thought, well, let me just put together something that makes it easier. It's kind of a step-by-step -step guide, if you like, in how to run the business side and the systems that you need in place so that all you've got to concentrate on is actually making music, since that's what we love yeah. to do anyway. That's what you get into it for. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then obviously all this COVID stuff happened and I was the way that I put it I was gifted a lot of free time <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I was like well maybe this is the time to do it and you know a lot of people are turning to remote recording and I hate I'd hate the idea of someone saying right I'm going to go do this thing but then because all this there's such a lack of information about the other side of recording not just the setting up you know all your preamps and all of you know your interface and all that sort of stuff um, all the other stuff because there's such a lack of knowledge I would hate people to then be put off or to not feel they can do it or feel like they failed and just give up mm. and I'd like to be the person that uh, gives that information so anyway 
I created this course <laughs> and it's called the Remote Recording Business uh, Course and it's out on the 4th of June. I don't know when this is going to actually go oh, out. Yeah, so point. it might be out already. Who knows? But if you go to uh, remoterecordingbusiness.com, then all the information will be there. There's like a free workshop that I do, which is the first three steps to take to when you first start doing remote recording, like how to get your first clients, uh, what you should be charging people and just the simplest way to get the most impact straight away basically so yeah i'm so excited i cannot tell you about this cover oh it's just <laughs> oh i love it and I, I it's really selfish i'm really proud of myself because it was a massive undertaking oh you should be you and should be. yeah i'm just it like i say i'm a week away and i'm like i just wanted to be out <laughs> ah! <laughs> it will be after june the 4th oh, so feel free to share links and and things like that cool Speaking of which, where can people find you online? Everywhere online. <laughs> so <laughs> it's free I'm, marketing, isn't it? Yeah, basically. So I'm I'm on all the usual social medias. If you just look up uh, anything, so Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, forward slash Emily Drums, you'll find yeah. me. Basically, which I thought was your surname, actually. But did uh, you? <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> well, you say that there are some people that do have surnames like that. We work with a tech called um, Lloyd Star, and he's Ooh. an actually star that's actually his name is bonkers absolutely bonkers maybe i should change my name legally oh and then yeah. True. <laughs> yeah stage name yeah it's a lot easier to say than yeah it's a lot easier to yeah. say than dolan davis and and then you get into the davies exactly you feel my pain <laughs> <laughs> fabulous well i will put all those links in the show notes for you but for now emily drums dolan drums davis thank you so much for joining me for a cuppa thank you so much gareth it's been so much fun